Hello and welcome to the Worcester Warriors podcast with myself, Jeff Barkley, Worcester Warriors reporter at the Worcester News. At the weekend, Chris Pennon became the first player in Warriors history to reach 150 Premiership appearances. It was not quite the perfect afternoon for the fullback who was celebrating his testimonial day as Exeter Chiefs win the contest 33-30. But Warriors produced a stirring second half fight back against the league leaders and Chris's late try secured his side two valuable bonus points. Chris has been a tremendous servant to the club over the past 12 seasons and I've managed to get the man himself to come over to the Worcester News to join me for a special episode. Chris, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm a little bit battered and bruised still from, uh, from Saturday, but otherwise, yeah, otherwise can't really complain, thanks. Yeah, and how do you reflect uh, on your sort of testimonial day as a whole? Um, yeah, it's, all, it's all still kind of sinking in to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Um, I think there was so much going on in the background sort of away from you know other other focuses away from the testimonial day and away from the 150th prem game there's so much going on in terms mm. of the position we find ourselves in as a club and actually i guess in terms of importance where that sits above any of any of the sort of personal achievements and t- testimonial stuff um that kind of yeah, that kind of took took the priorities in in, in terms of my um, my mental application, I'd mm. say, for for the days leading up. <laughs> yeah, to. yeah. And but uh, what were your sort of emotions, sort of right towards the, the start of the match? Really, I'm, I'm imagine with all the build up, it was. Um, how did you feel? Yeah, um, I was quite. I was. I was relatively nervous actually. I, yeah. I don't often get nervous before games, but um, yeah, I was relatively nervous. I think. I think. I think I I was just I was desperate for us to go out and and um and play some rugby go out and prove to ourselves that we can compete against the top sides in the in the league um and yeah that that you know just just to just to sort of show a bit of fighting spirit after the performance up at Newcastle that we were also disappointed with mm. And we it did quite go to plan in the in the first half. Uh, obviously, managed to turn it around the second. But how did you? What did you make of the, the game as a whole? Yeah, it, um, there was quite there was quite actually quite a strong strong wind as well down the pitch first half at, at our backs. So uh, it was disappointing that um, we spent so much of the game, so much of the first half in our in our half and defending. Um, because really, obviously, with the wind at your back, you you kind of want to take advantage of that mm-hmm. when it's there. Um, but it's sort of credit to Exeter and the, the type of side they are. They're able to hold on to the ball for such long periods of time. Um, so it was a, it was it was a mix really because when I'm when I'm standing in the backfield and I'm and I'm looking forward and I'm looking at how the boys are moving and how they're defending and the the type of hits they're putting in and. And also, what happens kind of after that initial contact? I, I get a really good indication as to whether we're there or not mentally. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I certainly was was really um, I was really pleased with the physicality the guys the guys showed. We, we we made some we made some some poor errors, and you know, there Exeter Exeter had a couple of soft tries, which which we're disappointed with, but. You know, given given where we were last weekend, that was probably always going to happen. We were always mm. going to make a couple of mistakes, and against the side like Exeter, they they punish you for it. So deservedly so, we we got punished in that first half. But as I say, I was really confident then going into the second half because I knew 
I knew that despite the scoreline, the guys the guys were there mentally. They they were up for the fight. So um, I was just pleased that we took a bit more confidence into that second half, ball in hand. Yeah, and you scored. You know, as a team, you scored quite a few tries this season. You've, you've looked really good in attack. So knowing that you know when it clicks, you can um, you can sort of get over the whitewash, which which must be a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It is great, and and we're. We're at our best when we've got ball in hand, but the, you know the difficulty at this level is that because sides are so good at taking advantage of of, um, of any lapse in concentration in D or any you know any slip tackle, um, that has to take a lot of focus in your week. You have you have to be ready to defend, and you have to be so skilled as a team that um, especially when things aren't going well, that that kind of focus in the training we can shift towards a defensive mindset more than more than an attacking mindset and I think I think it's such a difficult balance to get right because they're so important but then the confidence in attack with us you know we we can we can score more we can certainly certainly score as many tries as the top teams in the league and against good defenses so you know I think we've got the balance um, right last week and hopefully going forward now because we've shown we can attack the way the way that we did on the weekend, we'll um, we'll, we'll we'll be focusing a little bit more on that as well. Yeah, do you think it's, it basically comes down to confidence, really, with your attack? And because you did struggle uh, against Newcastle, and was that all down to just you just weren't feeling right as a team on the day? Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's so hard to pinpoint the reasons as to why as to why that happens. Um, and I, you know, I, even after all these years, I, st- I still there's there's no magic answer to these things. But without a doubt, um, confidence is is the biggest factor because you know when when things flow, you, you look at you look at the tries we scored on the weekend. Probably other than other than Bryce's try, which was a set piece move, the rest of it comes from us just playing. There's no there's no real kind of chess piece moves, no real structure to it. We're just playing what we see in front of us, and that doesn't come through like through a huge amount of conscious thought. That just comes from reacting. Mm. And the only way, the only way you get that synergy within a group and you get that that flow is is by is through practice and it is through having the confidence to to just to to have a go. Mm. You know, some of the some of the passes, some of the offloads, some of the running lines. Just because it's what people people just react, they just do it. They're not um, they're not being told to do it. So it's it's such a you know team sport. The dynamics of team sport is fascinating, and there's so many factors that go into it that sort of create that that good performance. Looking back on it now, what are your memories of, of that moment when you sort of uh, dash through? <laughs> <laughs> um, you yeah, look, you, was, you look chuffed. You it look was chuffed. A, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty pleased. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty pleased. I think I hadn't scored in the Premiership since October, so oh, it's right. been a long, long time coming. Um, yeah, it, it did. It just, re- it just really opened up in front of me. I think it was Marco ran a really nice line off of Francois, and this is what I mean. You know, no, no one communicated with Marco to run that line. He just, he just did it. So he ran a really nice straight line off of Francois. Which held the defender inside um, that would have been on me. Woodburn was drifting out, so me being able to step in, step in off my right, there was there wasn't anyone there to tackle me because Marco had run such a nice line. Um, so then, yeah, it just opened up, and you know, 
managed to scoot over from it. I can't even, I can't really remember a huge amount about it to be honest. I just remember, you know, you have, you have those kind of moments where I was running through and I was running to get it under the sticks and a new wood burn was somewhere behind me. And then like the Freddie Burns incident flashed <laughs> in my head from when he, when he got tackled from behind. <laughs> so I was just like, had a quick look to make sure he wasn't still chasing me down. Um, and then, then yeah, just pleased to pleased to dot dot the ball down and uh, made it a nice simple kick for me as well. Yeah, and there was a lot of emotion that came out of you there. I mean, that was that a lot built up from sort of during the week, and you know, yeah, you feel a bit a little bit of expectation, you know, to deliver, especially after Johnny obviously scored his yeah. testimonial. Johnny scored in his game. <laughs> I left it quite late, but no, I watched. You know what? I was. It, it had been it had been a really emotionally hard week as it was without all of the the added things without the testimonial side of it without the 150th it had been it'd been a really hard week so yeah without a doubt the i was so pleased to go over and yeah i probably I, I think i saw a photo you know andy murray's got that kind of face that he pulls I, I, it reminded me of that which i'm a little bit embarrassed about but it, it meant it meant a huge amount and without a doubt yeah the emotional relief i guess and just being able to just scream was was uh, was very therapeutic at that time. <laughs> Fantastic, and um, obviously with uh, with Newcastle um, pulling off a shock win at Wasps, uh, Warriors are just uh, three points above the um, above the drop zone. How frustrating is it to be um, in this position at this stage in the season? It is desperately frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, the the positive side of it, you have to obviously have a positive view about everything in life, <laughs> yeah. but. You know, it, it it's all it's all within our control. Um, it's frustrating, but it's positive because it's not like it's not like we are we're just not good enough. You know, you you think back to the beginning of the season and the games that we lost at home, losing to Wasps in that opening game, losing to Newcastle, um, a couple of others as well early on that 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 we really you know sail away from mm. home. We we should have won that. You add on those extra points, and suddenly this season has a completely different um, different look to it. Yeah. But it is what it is. We find ourselves in this situation because of our own our own actions. So, um, from that point of view, it lies with us. The ball's in our court. It's up to us how we react to it. Um, for me personally, having sort of looked at the fixtures last weekend, I kind of expected Newcastle to go and do that. Really. And that's partly because of the confidence that we would have given them last weekend. You know, we yeah. gave them that massive boost. They're always going to go away and 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 play well down at Wasps and throw everything at it. So um, we've got we've got some huge games coming up. The beauty of it is that we've been here before and we know what we need to do. We've got an experienced group of players who who understand this type of pressure, understand what 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 we need to bring as a playing squad. Um, and we've got some experienced coaches as well, so um, it's not new territory. It would be nice for it to be new territory higher up in the league, but yeah. it's not to be at this stage. So all all we can do is get ourselves out of the mess that we've kind of created. Yeah. So do you think actually from past experiences, although frustrating, it's you know it's obviously been incredibly frustrating for yourselves, but having had that experience, it's it's put you it puts you in a better a good place sort of heading into these sort of final games. I'd say so. I, th- I think, I think we do. You know, the weekend shows that we perform, we perform better when 
were under a bit of pressure to react and to bounce back. Um, it's not it's not the right thing long term. You know, we need to be able to find different different ways of motivating ourselves and, and being motivated as a side, but it can be quite a powerful tool and we can draw upon past experience to, to get us out of the hole. Yeah, you, you've got uh, you've got big games, you've obviously got Bristol in a couple of weeks. Um, how do you sort of view that game? It's um, it's going to be really exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, such a, it's such a great place to go and play rugby. There's obviously a decent amount of history between us now as well, so there'll be that kind of derby feel to it, I'd say. Um, Bristol are one of those sides that um, they suit us in a lot of ways. They're incredibly dangerous because they just attack and they attack from everywhere, um, and they they're difficult to they're difficult to analyse because there's no sort of there's no sort of set way as to which they play like like a like a Saris or an Exeter, although very dangerous in their own rights. They have a they have a style. They have a way that they play. They have patterns that you can recognise and therefore. You know, learn to learn to try and cope with during the week. Whereas Bristol, they just play what's in front of them, and, and they have license to go from anywhere on the pitch. So um, it suits us in that uh, when we played them at home, I think we had two two intercept tries mm. because they try and force it. They they've got that um, they've got that license to have a crack. They maybe don't have the balance quite right. So when you come up as a side like like ourselves, who like to defend high on the line, we like to get up on the outsides and try and cut off passes. When Bristol, in you know, in the back of their mind, it's to play, it's to p- try and push it. There's a good chance that we'll get on the end of a couple more, a couple more in in a week or so's time. So um, as long as we, as long as we're there mentally, as long as we turn up for that, you know, with that big game mindset, and that the pressure's on us, and that we have to come out fighting. Um, we've got every chance of of, um, of coming away with a really good win, like like we did when we played them earlier in the season. Great, great. And I mean, just looking at the season as so far, I mean, you've had you know, dramatic late wins. There's been you know sort of scored some cracking tries, you know, progression in two cup competitions. You know, yet Warriors still find themselves you know second from bottom. How do you sort of sum up this season so far? Yeah, it's it's. Um, is it's very mixed, isn't it? I mean, you ha- you have to you have to look at the squad as a whole. You have to look at what we've achieved, and I, I'd say I'd say the uh, it is positive. What we've done so far is positive. We've shown that um, we're starting to create that strength and depth. We're still quite young, really. When you look at the squad overall, these kind of experiences this year will um, will pay dividends in in, in years to come. But then it is also it's the season of what could have been as well, and mm-hmm. it's and it's hard not to, as I mentioned earlier, it's hard not to think about what would have happened had we won those early yeah. games. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's frustrating, but like I say, I, I've always been the type of person to 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 want to be positive and and to be positive about these things. So I am pleased with with where with where we are, and pleased with where we're heading. In a general perspective, but yeah, it would just be nice that if we could uh, sort ourselves out in the league position. Yeah, and just looking uh, beyond this season, obviously it was announced um, a few weeks ago that Bryson would obviously be leaving in the summer. Uh, it looks like obviously Josh is is going to have to leave as well to sort of further his international career. How tough will it be to to lose um, 
those two guys, considering you know what they've given to the club, you know, over the past sort of few seasons. Yeah, both both of them have been incredible, um, and obviously scored scored an awful lot of points for us. It's uh, they 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 will be they'll be they'll be massive um, boots to fill. They're obviously very popular with the supporters. They're really popular guys within the squad, um, and we will we we will miss them. Um, but in saying that, it is professional sport, mm. and you know this this won't be the first and it won't be the last time that we lose people who are really key or you know seemingly at that time that are key to the squad. You know, you think about last season we lost. Um, Will Will Spencer and Jackson Willison spring to mind, and then, yeah. and those two guys were unbelievable for the team. Like every week, bodies on the line, gave a hundred percent. And I'm not saying that we don't miss them, but other guys come in, and we're and we're fortunate in that we managed to replace with quality. It gives opportunities to some of the youngsters coming through. Would Ollie Lawrence be getting the opportunities that he's had this season if Jacko was still here? Mm. Possibly not. Um, would Big Kitch earlier in the season have had had his chances before he got injured? If Spenny was here, maybe not again. So, yes, we are going to miss Bryce and Josh. And you know, for me personally, I've loved every minute playing with those boys because they just make my life so much easier. <laughs> um, it's been really good fun. But you know, we'll we'll have to move on, and we will. Yeah, and just just on Bryce um, particularly, what would you make of him? As a player, really, because he's he's made such a big impact uh, during his time here. Uh, what, what's, what is he like to play with? We've we've been so fortunate to have had him with us for the last few years. He's, um, yeah, he's he's unique in terms of obviously his physical size, his speed and his footwork, and also the fact that he can ball play. He can offload. He can he recognises space. He's a smart, smart player. Those aren't traits that that you come along mm-hmm. often they're not common and had you know had he stayed in New Zealand I think he probably would have played for the All Blacks really, yeah. if he was English I mean he'd be in the England team wouldn't he like yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's the best winger in, he's the best winger in the premiership um, he gives he gives you everything there isn't a weak part to his game um, so to have a player of his quality uh, for the last few years has been has been awesome and without doubt you know he's single-handedly dug us out a few holes over yeah. the last few years as well and, and, and got us got us some wins that we probably didn't deserve if we're honest you know obviously with, with Josh looking like he's off as well um you know Worcester have sort of recruited in that in those two positions bringing in um Milani Nanai and Ed Fidel I don't know if you've seen much of these guys or, or you know are you looking forward to, to to seeing them in action next season yeah absolutely um i've i've not seen a massive amount if i'm honest i don't i don't get to watch much rugby yeah. outside of <laughs> outside of the club yeah um but uh you know i've obviously obviously been on the highlights reels and seen what the boys can do there they they're gifted players i've heard really good things from the guys that know milani um in terms of again his rugby intelligence he's my understanding is that he's a bit of a leader when it comes to um, defence over in New Zealand. So, um, you know, the, these guys will come in with some really strong attributes that will suit us and will suit suit this league as well. So, uh, it, it is exciting. And as I say, such is the nature of professional sport. When we say goodbye to two unbelievable players, it looks like we're getting getting two really quality guys in as well. Yeah, and it looks like he's actually played quite a bit of fullback as well. Is, is that quite nice to have 
knowing that you've got a player you know that could be you know challenging for your position as well i think it's always healthy it's always healthy to have people um pushing for for starting spots um we've we've got we've got some some great young talent at fullback coming through and uh, Scott Van Bredaar has been superb every every opportunity he's had um, the fact that Milani can play there John O'Lance can play there Shilly's outstanding at fullback as well um, you know I'm I'm feeling like I'm being kept on my toes which is which is great it's what it's what everyone needs so um, chucking chucking a bit more competition in is only going to be a good thing for the for the team in general brilliant and you know just looking back at your career um you know turn profession in uh, 2007 um just how do you sort of sum up your time so far at the club i've been so lucky um do, doing you know i'm playing professional sport and at no point growing up did i ever think i'll be playing professional sport i love the game um i love the club i've i feel very i feel very fortunate to have been given the opportunity to to do what i've been doing for the last few years so um Without doubt, my emotions are, are you know, ninety nine percent positive. Mm. There, there is that bit of frustration that we're we're in a similar position now to to where we've been a number of years um, over 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 a, over a fair few years. But um, I think you just have to, for me personally, I have to take a step back and and actually think about how lucky I am to have been given the opportunity in the first place and and how. You know how how many others don't don't get so lucky, mm. and uh, you know it comes down to ultimately what one person, which is the, the director of rugby, thinks of you. And I know I know an awful lot of incredibly talented players. Certainly, when I was coming through the academy, that I looked at and thought they were they were better than me. But they, you know, they're let go and they they're cast off and go off in other areas. But I was one of the lucky few that people saw something in at, at that time so I, yeah like I say I'm just very grateful and feel feel fortunate for that yeah I mean you've obviously gone through a lot of challenge, challenges over the over the your years um, you know there's been competition there obviously experienced relegation uh, I'm assuming you've had offers from other, other clubs but you, what's been what's sort of kept you at the club what's been the main uh, reason behind that um, the long and short is that there isn't a main reason. It's it's a multitude of reasons mm. on on so many different levels. It's this is one of the toughest questions I ever get asked because it's it's almost impossible to answer. Um, you know, I think I think if you, if if I take a step back and I look, um, I look at where we were when I first started coming through and. The quality youngsters that 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 we were developing the in the academy system, and then they were they were disappearing off to other clubs because, you know, they're promised international rugby or, or they're, you know, they're looking they're looking to win silverware, etc. It it's not that it 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 never bothered me because of course I want to win and I want to win trophies and I want to be successful, but. I guess what my my version of success was maybe different and. It was more of a journey, and it was more of um, the impact that I could have on on the place in general, and and myself and Johnny, I think, both of the same mindset in that, you know, someone had to put their foot down and say, actually, if we stay and stick it out and work hard and try and build something, um, who's to say that 
you can't achieve what you want to achieve by staying at Worcester and trying to break that mould of having a great academy system where we're producing this unbelievable talent and then losing them to the top teams in the league. What would happen if we were able to keep hold of those guys and then in five, six years see see what was going on in the team then? So hopefully myself and Johnny, you know, our, our decision making to, to stand by the club and to stick with it through thick and thin, if that can rub off on any of our youngsters coming through on the Ted Hills, Ollie Lawrence's, Nick Davids, Jamie Shilcox, Perry Humphreys, and even some of the older boys like, you know, Niall, uh, Niall Millsy, Nick Shonnet, those guys. Imagine what it would be like in four years from now if we're able to keep those boys together. We're playing premiership rugby and we're turning over those tight games, turning them into victories. We're sitting mid-table with those guys as the core of the team. That's going to be unbelievable. That mm-hmm. would be a really exciting place to be. Yeah. to be and from then everything else snowballs because yeah. the next group of academy players come through see those guys as senior players know that seven or eight of them came through our own system it, everything else then falls into place for long-term success and this is this is the basic model that dean you know that dean wanted yeah. for all those years so we're so close to to getting it just you know that's again one of the frustrations for the early part of the season. Had those victories come, where where we, you know, had we got over the line, I, I think we'd be we'd be sitting in a really good place. Um, it's not to say that we still can't finish mid-table because there's an awful lot of rugby to go, but um, we're that close. We're that close. Yeah. We're 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 a try off one week, a try off the next week, a, giving a soft try away the week after from being a mid-table team with a really mm. exciting future. Yeah, and and obviously this season's your, your testimonial uh, season. Um, what's that been like to sort of manage along with your sort of playing duties as well, and it, and also having kids? <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's keeping us busy. Yeah. It's, it's been um it's been really good fun. Like I'm 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 meeting so many um, really generous people, really kind people, people that are. Um, giving me some really good good advice. I'm being exposed to the real world, as it were, in terms of learning about what people do for, for their careers. And I think the, the value, the experiences that I'm gaining this year are, are gonna stand me in really good stead when the time does come to hang up my boots. Um, but I guess the, you know, the, the, really, the really exciting thing is the fact that we are being really well supported and we're managing to um, so far, the the committee is saying that we're we're managing to raise a really nice amount to give away to our charities at the end of the year, which which means a huge amount. Yeah, just tell me a little bit about the, the charities um, that you're raising money for. Sure. So um, I I was fortunate enough to be given the job to to choose the charities. So we've gone for ones that are you know have personal connections with with, with myself and with the family and friends. So. Um, I guess the the most selfish one for me would, was Diabetes UK because I'm type one myself. So I've been an ambassador for the last um, last ten years now. I think it is. So they were they were a bit of an obvious choice. Um, Acorns Children's Hospice is uh, is the other is another one. So we've got a long standing relationship yeah. with the rugby club in Acorns. Um, Niall Annette's the ambassador this this season and is doing an unbelievable job. Uh, we're really I'm really thrilled as well because the money we raise this year is going to be for a project specifically in Worcester which I think is important because mm. 
obviously sometimes with the larger organisations the money can kind of get lost but we've managed to make sure that's going to stay within this region which I'm pleased with. And then the Grace Kelly Childhood Cancer Trust is our third charity um, which again are a local local charity, uh, Worcester based family and um, they're doing some phenomenal work with supporting um, supporting families through the various stages of when when their when their kids are affected with cancer so right from pre-diagnosis raising awareness as, as to the signs to look out for helping helping after diagnosis and then unfortunately when things you know things don't improve helping um, helping with helping the families pick up the pieces after they lose lose their loved ones so they're a phenomenal charity growing very quickly and, and an incredibly worthy cause yeah and you obviously been holding a lot a number of events and I imagine you've, you've still got a few more left is that right yeah we do yeah um, we're we're just over halfway through the year uh, March is a March is a busy month with with the testimonial uh, testimonial day uh, on Saturday uh, just just gone mm -hmm. Saturday gone and then we we're down in London on Friday night um, we're doing an England v Scotland preview dinner uh, before the final round of the Six Nations, we've got Will Carling and David Soule who are our guest speakers for that. So we're really excited about that. Um, it's going to be a great night. We're then back up in Worcester for the reunion, which looks back at the um, the promotion legs against Bristol back right. in 2015. So that's that's been really popular as well. Um, it's just going to be a phenomenal evening looking yeah. back and reliving the the key moments. Um, we're getting insight from kind of all different angles looking into the night, not only from within the Worcester camp, but we've also got access into some of the guys that were involved with Bristol at the time. Yeah. We've got fans' perspectives, perspectives from um, the media at the time as well. It's it will be it will be fascinating uh, to see how that goes, and then and then we've got other bits and pieces lined up for the rest of the year, but. All the information is is online at chrispennell.co.uk. Fantastic. Well, um, unfortunately, we've run out run out of time, but you know, thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Um, yeah, I'll be at uh, Ashton Gate on Saturday, March twenty third, to provide live coverage of Warriors clash with Bristol Bears, and hope to produce another podcast soon. In the meantime, keep picking up the Worcester news and visit www.worcesternews.co.uk/sport for all the latest on Warriors. Thanks for listening.